1: Arise, O God, judge the earth, for Thou shalt inherit all nations.
0: Well, good morning, everyone in the United States and Canada and around the world who are just waking up and it's still morning. Shalom, peace. Also, I am uh, wishing you peace around the world for those who are under a different time zone. My name is Kennard Levy, or Levi Brown. I'm your host for the Merciful Service of God biblical instructional program this program has been on the air uh, since the latter part of 2007 the sole purpose of this program is to preach the eternal gospel to as many people as possible the true gospel that will uh, issue peace upon this earth is based on Isaiah Isaiah chapter 9 Isaiah chapter 9, starting in verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Let's look at that word government in the Hebrew. It means empire. So the empire or government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, because he is the last Adam. So he is like a father to us as well. The Prince of Peace, verse 7, of the increase of his government. Increase in Hebrew means increasing greatness and peace. There shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So that's what this program is about. Is about reaching those individuals that God is calling to be king priests. Let's turn to John 6, verse 44. It states the following here. It says, No man can come to me except the Father, which has sent me draw him or influence him, to drag him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 45. It says, It is written in the prophets, And they shall to every man therefore that have heard and have learned of the Father, comes unto me. And how does he come to Yeshua or Jesus? Yeshua is uh, Jesus' Hebrew name by uh, the Lord using his ministers. I'm one of them. So he will draw individuals to a qualified minister, one of his ministers, to, to teach him the truth of God, or him or her the truth of God. And I did state something about king priests. Well, let's look at Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, starting at verse 5. It says, and From Yeshua Messiah, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, verse 6, and has made us kings and priests, unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Uh, given it a Bible study on how are people who are being called in this age they kings and priests. We need to understand that. All right. The title of this program is Trusting in God, and we will get to the uh, title of this program, the subject of it, uh, in its entirety. But right now what I want to do is uh, go check out World Events quickly. I go to watch.org to do that. Let's go to watch.org. Oh, he uh, revised the website. It looks a lot better here. Um, According to World Watch Daily. Uh, The top news, December 5th, 2014. Franklin Graham, America is waging war on Christmas and war on Christ over the hatred of Christian culture. And so. um, When you understand the truth of Christmas, you know that it's not something we should observe. Jeremiah chapter 10 tells you that. And then also Deuteronomy chapter 12. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 12, starting in verse 30. It says, Take heed to thyself that you be not snared by following them, after that they be destroyed from before thee, and that thou inquire not after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Verse 31, Thou shalt not do so... Unto the Lord thy God, for every abomination to the Lord which he hates have they done unto their gods, for even their sons and their daughters they have burnt in the fire to their gods. Verse 32. What things, soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. So that includes Christmas and Halloween and all these other pagan days. All right, another headline on watch.org. It says, Protest over Eric Garner, Choco, Death, Decision sweep America, New York. Uh, police commissioner says uh, police feel they are under assault. So anyway, um, there's some real good articles here on watch.org. I implore you to to look at them. Now we're going to look at domestic news, domestic meaning uh, in this country, what's concerning this country, United States, where I live at, uh, the economic collapse blog, that's where I go to, the economic collapse Uh the headline on this website says, Near-perfect indicator that precedes almost every stock market correction is flashing a warning signal. And he states here, are we about to see the U.S. stocks take a significant tumble? Well, we'll see. Uh, Plummeting oil prices could destroy the banks that are holding trillions in commodity derivatives. How did Christmas become a festival of greed? Good question. The retail populace accelerates. Collapsing holiday sales are a signal that a recession is coming. And he has here, guess what happened the last time the price of oil crashed like this. So this is a very innovative website. Please, I implore you to to look at it. I encourage you to look at it and learn. Uh, He does have uh, information about emergency food, gold coins, silver coins. He even has a book. And I hope to advertise on his website eventually my program all right so in the remaining minutes that we have uh, 22 minutes we're going to get into how do we trust in God this is a big problem that people have Uh, this has been a problem for a very long time and it looks like it's not going to end until Yeshua comes back Uh, Luke chapter 18 verse 8 states plainly I tell you that he will avenge them speedily nevertheless when the son of man comes Talking about a second coming, shall he find faith on the earth? That's that's a prophecy telling you that people just have a problem with believing God, and people they want to see things. You know, one of the works of the flesh that God that's not of God is the lust of the the eyes, and and people. It's probably because of the creation of television and other things. People are more in tune by what they see instead of what they don't see. And it's just unfortunate that people have to always see things. Have to always see things. To believe. Most people are like that. They have to see things to believe. If they don't see things and believe, then they won't believe. So, the, the strength of trusting in God is the ability to believe, <clears throat> even when you don't see anything. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, it states the following. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, For the things which are seen are temporal, are temporal, meaning uh, temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So let me underscore and repeat this very significant scripture again. It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So we should be focusing more on the things that are not seen. And most human beings don't do that. They focus on what they can see. Uh, it says, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Let's look, at, read this in the Amplified Version. It says, since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting. But the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. And so that's the reason why we need to focus on things, focus more on things that uh, we cannot see. Colossians 3, verse 1 states, and this is in the Amplified Version, If then you have been risen with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where the Messiah is, seated at the right hand of Yah. Now, can we see that? No. But we need to focus our minds on it. And verse 2 states, And set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. So if we could do that, we will minimize our consistency to sin. If we could do that. (laughs) Excuse me. All right. So even in the first century, there was a problem. Even in the first century, there was a problem with faith, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately. And the problem is still prevalent today. Still prevalent today. So if we want to look at uh, John chapter 20, John chapter 20, verse 24. states the following. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, which was not with him when... Let me read this in the King James here. John chapter 20, verse 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, who was not with them when Yeshua came. Verse 25. The other... Thomas or disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I see, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Verse twenty six. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then Yeshua, then came Yeshua, the doors being shut, and stood in the middle or midst of them. He said, Peace unto you. Verse twenty seven. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas was faithless. In verse 28, and Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. In verse 29, and Yeshua said unto him, Thomas. And you know, Yeshua wasn't very impressed by this, based on this statement here. Yeshua said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen, you have believed. Blessed. And I want to emphasize the word blessed here in the scripture. It says blessed, blessed, in other words, fortunate, well off, happy, are they that have not seen and have believed and has believed. So you don't have to see to believe, ladies and gentlemen. Matter of fact, God prefers you not to see to increase your faith and trust in Him. Excuse me, I have a little running nose here. All right, Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Beginning of verse 9. It says, Now when Yeshua was risen early, the first day of the week, uh, just Saturday evening, when uh, he started to be raised, the uh, Saturday evening is really the, the early part of Sunday, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons, or devils. Verse 10, And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. Verse 11 of Mark chapter 16, And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. So they did not believe that he was resurrected. These are the people that slept with him, received his teaching the most, and they still didn't believe he was resurrected. Verse 12 After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And verse 13 And they went and told it unto the residue, neither did they believe. And so, this is ridiculous how they did not believe him, even when he was resurrected, even when there was proof that he was resurrected. Verse fourteen of Mark chapter sixteen. Afterward, he appeared unto eleven as they sat at meat or, or meal, food, and upbraided them with their unbelief. He upbraided them of their unbelief. In other words, he chided them. He was upset, and the hardness of their heart, meaning uh, they they were uh, disheartened because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And so he didn't appreciate the fact that they did not believe him. And unfortunately, we have this problem today among God's people, especially those who aren't God's people. But uh, certainly among God's people, we lack the faith. We want to see, see, see. And Second Corinthians chapter five verse seven tells us plainly: For we walk by trust or faith, not by sight. We don't we don't focus our religious life on seeing things, ladies and gentlemen. We we have to believe him in what he says. And so if we are able to do that, he even promises us this in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. He says, and Yeshua said unto him, because of your unbelief, well, actually, um, the context of this, the background and backdrop of this, is they were trying to, to cast a demon out of someone, and they couldn't do it. And so in verse 20 in Matthew chapter 17, and Yeshua said unto him, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed you shall say unto this mountain remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you the point of this is that the things that he that you can do through the holy spirit it will not be impossible for you to do if you had a proper faith that's what he's saying all right and then and, and by the way certain demons and people uh, can't be driven out um Unless uh, there's a lot of prayer and fasting, that's what he said in verse 21. That's another Bible study, Matthew chapter 17. But anyway, getting back to understanding what the definition of faith is biblically. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, trust or faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So that's what faith is, ladies and gentlemen, is the um, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Again, let me repeat this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Um, it's the substance. Um, in the Greek, that means the assurance of things hoped for. In the Greek, that means um, the substance of things to expect or trust, the evidence of things not seen. And so when we ask God for anything, we should believe he's going to do it because God is not a liar. In verse 6, he states this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. So you you have to, to trust him, ladies and gentlemen. And if you don't trust him, it's impossible to please him. And then he says, for he that comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, and here's the key, this is where where most people fall off track. They don't diligently seek him. You have to diligently seek him. The Greek for this is to search out, to investigate, to crave, to demand. Okay, to worship diligently. And, And certainly worship has a lot to do with investigating and demanding and searching out and this leads into the next scripture 10 verse 17 Romans 10 verse 17 states the following it says so then faith comes by hearing hearing in the Greek that means an audience you can't fall asleep while a man of God is speaking and expect to have faith so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God it doesn't mean literally the word of God speaking to you it means the Bible you have to study the Bible to show yourself approved. You know that that's a scripture. That's a scripture. Let me turn to it here. You have to study the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't study the Bible on a consistent basis, you are not going to have the kind of faith that you need. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 it states plainly, study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You have to do that, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't do that, you will not grow, and you will not develop the kind of trust and faith that you should have. Romans 10, verse 17, so then trust comes by hearing. And how does the hearing come? By the word of God. By the word of God. Study your Bible on a daily basis, as much as you eat. I know there's situations that happen that uh, will not... uh, give you the opportunity to do that, but you should do the best you can to study the Bible as much as you can. Revelation chapter 14, verse 12. Revelation 14, verse 12. We really need to develop the faith of Christ. Re- Romans, I'm sorry. Revelation 14, verse 12. Revelation 14, verse 12. States the following. It says, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of Yah." And have the faith of Yeshua. And so that's ultimately what we all are all striving to do is to have his same exact faith. All right? So, and faith must have works, ladies and gentlemen. It must have works. Let's turn to the scripture to prove that. James chapter 2. James chapter 2. It says, What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has trust and have not works? Can trust save him, verse 15, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, verse 16, and one of you saying to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not the things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so, trust, if it has not works is dead being alone. Yes, a man may say, thou hast faith or trust, and I have works. show me thy a trust without thy works and i will show thee my trust by my works that's what you or james is saying here verse 19 thou believest that there is one god and thou does well the demons also believe and they tremble yeah demons believe but you know their works show that uh they don't believe him in the right way they believe in god but they don't believe in obeying him that's what, that's the point verse 20 but without No, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. Verse 21, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? Verse 22, See that thou thou faith walked with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And so you perfect your trust by your actions. Verse 23 of James chapter 2, And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him, imputed unto him in the Greek, means it was an, it was taken to be an inventory, okay, or an estimate unto him for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Verse 24, you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by trust only. Verse 25, likewise, you all was, likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them another way. Verse 26, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Very important to understand that, ladies and gentlemen. And so that is the lesson today on faith. What's the practical application for this lesson today? Faith is the evidence of things not seen and comes by hearing the word of Yah. You must have action and deeds to prove to Yah you believe and trust Him. Another scripture to uh, summarize His teaching is found in 1 John Chapter 3, verse 16. Hereby we perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Verse 17 of 1 John, chapter 3. But whosoever has his world's good and sees his brother have need and shuts up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwells the love of God in him? Verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, But in deed and in truth, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Have a little time here to go over the Torah readings real quickly. Uh, In Genesis 32, verse 3, to Genesis 36, verse 43, Jacob, uh, Yaakov, confronts Esau. Dinah is raped, and, and the killing of Hamor and Shechem. And it was unfortunate because they told him they needed to be circumcised, and they had a great attitude. Hey, uh, and Shechem, they wanted to be circumcised and do all they can to to be among the community, and uh, they ended up using that uh, levy. levy and his brother, uh, they ended up using that, uh, Simeon, to uh, kill them, which was unfortunate. And then uh, Jacob, when he confronted Esau, he was very humble, and because of that, Esau did not destroy Jacob. So it's really pretty interesting there that uh, you, you, it's always a benefit to humble yourself. Obadiah, the first chapter, that's the Hattar section, is, is talking about the destruction of Esau. It's a type of people that attach themselves to the world, says that you would never exist again, so... That's a pretty good uh, book to to study there. It's only one chapter. John chapter 1 verse 19 to John chapter 2 verse 12 uh, is talking about Yohanan the of John the Baptist, and the marriage of Yeshua. Uh, and John the Baptist was to, trying to explain to them that he was not the prophet that was to come, who was Yeshua. And Yeshua had... Changed the water to wine. That was his uh, first miracle that he performed. Always listen to me on Blog Talk Radio, also on iTunes. And please tell other people about this program. It's entirely free, always will be free. All the teachings that I produce are free, and they will remain to be free. Uh, The next topic and date of the program is next week, the topic of the program is the Doctrine of Immersions. Immersions is uh, the Greek for baptisms. Doctrine of Immersions. And the scriptures that it is based upon is Hebrews 6, verse 2, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 to 16. I'm going to go over Genesis 37, verse 1, to Genesis 40, verse 23, the Torah portion, Amos, to Hathar, chapter 2, to, I mean, yeah, Amos chapter 2, verse 6 to Amos 3, verse 8, and then John chapter 2, verse 13, and John 4, verse 42 in the apostolic scriptures. Please uh, go to my website, mercifulserviceofgod.com, read the articles, familiarize yourself with the website, also my blog, mercifulletters.com. Also, I'm going to refer you to Hosanna Rabba, Rabbah, dot org. They have a document online that you can download that will... Uh, help you to read the entire Bible in a year and is based on the traditional Torah readings. With that, I enjoy it, and, y'all willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace.
1: Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble.